No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Ezra and many others return to Jerusalem. They proclaim a fast and pray for safe passage, which the Lord graciously gives them. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ezra chapter 8 on Simply the Bible. We are all on the journey of life, but the journey to eternal life begins the moment we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Today, we consider the 900-mile journey that Ezra the priest and the Babylonian captives took in returning to Jerusalem. Like our journey, it was full of dangers, but they knew the one who could grant them safe passage to their destination. Now, in the first 14 verses of chapter 8, Ezra gives the names of the family heads and leaders who came with him from Babylon. There were about 1,500 men plus women and children. In the first wave of Babylonian captives 80 years earlier, there had been about 50,000. Many of the Jewish captives had settled in Babylon and were financially successful. They didn't want to uproot to return to a difficult life in Judah. We continue in Ezra 8, 15. Now I gathered them by the river that flows to Ahava, and we camped there three days. And I looked among the people and the priests and found none of the sons of Levi there. When camping at the river Ahava, Ezra noticed that there were no Levites in their company. Now, the Levites assisted the priests and would be necessary in the service of the temple. Therefore, Ezra gathered 11 capable men whom he sent to recruit Levites for the journey. And I gave them a command for Iddo, the chief man at the place Casiphia. And I told them what they should say to Iddo and his brethren, the Nethanim, at the place Casiphia that they should bring us servants for the house of our God. Then by the good hand of our God upon us, they brought us a man of understanding, of the sons of Malai, the son of Levi, the son of Israel, namely Sherebiah with his sons and brothers, 18 men, and Hashabiah, and with him Jeshiah of the sons of Merari, his brothers and their sons, 20 men. Also of the Nethanim, whom David and the leaders had appointed for the service of the Levites, 220 Nethanim, all of them were designated by name. Ezra was successful in recruiting these servants, for the good hand of God was upon them. He knew his cause was blessed by God, and so he boldly asked his countrymen for their help. Now, when you know that your cause is right, you can boldly ask for help. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will not force us. This is perhaps the reason he appears in Scripture as a dove, gentle and peaceful. God does not want people to be forced to serve him. He wants them to offer themselves willingly because they love him. But sometimes God may use us to encourage those whom God is calling. But for whatever reason, they're hanging back. The author of Hebrews tells us, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, 
and all the more as you see the day drawing near. That is, the day of the Lord. Ezra longed for more of his countrymen and fellow temple servants to join them. There was so much work to do and not enough help to do it. Both then and now, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. We need every follower of Jesus Christ at his post and not going AWOL. Verse 21, Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava, that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from him the right way for us and our little ones and all our possessions. For I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road, because we had spoken to the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all those for good who seek him. But his power and his wrath are against all those who forsake him. So we fasted and entreated our God for this, and he answered our prayer. Ezra was in a pickle. He had told King Artaxerxes that the hand of God was upon everyone for good who sought him. Therefore, on this spiritual pilgrimage, he did not ask for a military escort, but they faced an estimated 900-mile journey from Babylon to Jerusalem. They were carrying thousands and thousands of pounds of silver and gold and valuable articles. They had women and children. And in those days, banditry on the roads was a common problem. So what were they to do to guarantee a safe passage? Ezra didn't want to go back on his word to the king. Neither did he want to stop trusting in the Lord to protect and keep them. Therefore, before venturing on the journey, he proclaimed a fast so that they might humble themselves before God and seek from him the right way by which they might avoid any unneeded hostilities. Ezra provides a good example of what we should all do when we find ourselves in dire straits or when we realize that we're in way over our head. First, Ezra proclaimed a fast. Now, the purpose of fasting is to set aside the appetites of our flesh to concentrate on the needs of our spirit. So much of our time and effort is spent preparing and eating and then cleaning up after a meal. That same time can be spent in prayer. But even more than this, because we are denying the flesh and feeding the spirit, we are more in tune with what the spirit is saying. So, do you lack vision or clarity? Do you have a major decision that requires God's wisdom? Then try fasting and prayer. Second, they humble themselves. The purpose of us humbling ourselves is to realize that we don't have all the answers. We know we're not all that. Ezra and the Jews knew that they would be no match for an organized enemy. They needed God's help to protect them along the way. The older I get, the more I realize just how weak I am in my own strength. The first two weeks of this year, I was wiped out by an infection. All I could do is sleep and try to get fluids down me. Finally, after a week, my fever broke, but I was still weak. At such times, we realize how dependent we are on God and on others. But God wants us to dwell in the place of humble dependency because he resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. 
third, they sought God for the right way to go. They did not have the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night to guide them as Moses did and the children of Israel when they went through the wilderness. So, like us, if they wanted God's guidance, they had to seek it from an invisible God. But that's where faith is required. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. I am fully convinced that God is willing to show us the right way if we seek Him. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. It has been well said that God is all that we take him for. He is I am, the becoming one. In other words, whatever it is that you truly need, God will be that for you if you seek him. God answered the prayer of these returning exiles and they arrived safely at Jerusalem. And I separated 12 of the leaders of the priests, Sherebiah, Hashabiah, and ten of their brethren with them, and weighed out to them the silver, the gold, and the articles, the offering for the house of our God, which the king and his counselors and his princes and all Israel who were present had offered. I weighed the treasure as I gave it to them and found the totals to be 24 tons of silver, 7,500 pounds of silver articles, 7,500 pounds of gold, 20 gold bowls, equal in value to 1,000 gold coins, fine articles of polished bronze, as precious as gold. This great treasure included all that the king and his officials gave them, along with all that they collected from all Israel, including themselves, who wanted to donate to the house of the Lord. And I said to them, you are holy to the Lord. The articles are holy also. And the silver and the gold are a free will offering to the Lord God of your fathers. Watch and keep them until you weigh them before the leaders of the priests and the Levites and heads of the fathers' houses of Israel and Jerusalem in the chambers of the house of the Lord. So the priests and the Levites received the silver and the gold and the articles by weight to bring them to Jerusalem to the house of God. So they took a very detailed inventory before they left and they would do the same thing when they arrived in Jerusalem. Now there's a beautiful lesson in stewardship here. They were holy to the Lord, as were the offerings that had been entrusted to them. And it was their duty to watch and keep them until they delivered them safely to their final destination. They were simply to guard what had been entrusted to them. I like what Warren Wiersbe says about this passage. In one sense, this event is a parable of the Christian life. God's people are on a difficult and dangerous journey to the heavenly Jerusalem. And the Lord has committed certain of his treasures to us. Our task is to protect what he's given us and be ready to give a good account of our stewardship when we get to the end of the journey. The only difference is that in our journey, God expects us to invest and increase the treasure and not just guard it. You may ask, what are these treasures entrusted to me? Your time, talent, treasure, and the truth that God has given to you through the gospel and his word. Are we keeping and multiplying these things that have been entrusted to us? Verse 31. 
Then we departed from the river of Ahava on the twelfth day of the first month to go to Jerusalem. And the hand of our God was upon us. And he delivered us from the hand of the enemy and from ambush along the road. So we came to Jerusalem and stayed there three days. Now on the fourth day, the silver and the gold and the articles were weighed in the house of our God by the hand of Merimoth. And so with that, they weighed everything and all the weight was written down at that time. And it was precisely what they had at the beginning. Nothing was lost. The children of those who had been carried away captive, who had come from the captivity, offered burnt offerings to the God of Israel, 12 bulls for all Israel, 96 rams, 77 lambs, and 12 male goats as a sin offering. All this was a burnt offering to the Lord. We can only imagine what joy it was for Ezra and these returning exiles to come to Jerusalem for the first time and present their offerings at the temple of the Lord. And they delivered the king's orders to the king's satraps and the governors in the region beyond the river. So they gave support to the people and the house of God. Ezra faithfully delivered the king's orders to the satraps and governors on the east side of the Euphrates, and they obeyed the king and helped the Jews with the house of God. God got them safely to their destination with no loss. He will do the same for you if you trust in him with all of your heart. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please call or text us at 208-319-4860. That's 208-319-4860. Tomorrow we'll see that when Ezra arrives in Jerusalem, he does not find things as he expects. The men of Judah have sinned greatly against the Lord. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Ezra on Simply the Bible.